I've been out here hustling all my life. Every day we get into it. Really out here in these streets that stay at night. Like there's nothing to it. When I was going through it, dog, I never got your call. I swear you niggas stupid. I never asked for nothing, no. But now I want it all. Promise I'ma do it. Came from rags to riches. Rags to riches. Came from rags to riches. Rags to riches. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Montana Method Podcast once again. Coming at you with a special edition. I'm gonna hold down the fort on my own this week. The team has a lot of commitments and a lot of stuff going on, so I committed to doing this episode on my own. And. This episode, it's going to be a little bit about me personally. I figured, I've talked to you guys a lot about my ideas and how I like, you know, to think about life and my, my outlook, my perspective. I realized, for those of you that haven't read my book, my book speaks a lot, a little bit about my life, not too much. You get somewhat of an idea of my roots and where I come from, though. So for those of you that haven't read my book yet... I'm going to tell you a little bit about me, and then we'll go from there as far as talking about some stuff that's coming up this week and some stuff that could really help. I think it's that's some ideas that came to me this week and some ideas that I think could serve other people from my personal experience. So, my story. I'll start with my parents. My mother came over in a Mario boat lift in 1980 about... How long ago already? 42 years ago. She So for those of you who have seen Scarface, and of course my dog won't shut his mouth. I'm recording this in my room alone on my laptop on a Friday night. <laughs> I'd much rather be doing other things. Commitment is doing the things you said you would do long after the feeling you said them in has gone. Anyway, so my mother... She came over in the Mario boat lift in 1980. So for those of you that don't know what that is, it was basically a mass exodus of Cubans where Castro opened his borders and let whoever wanted to leave Cuba leave. So a bunch of a lot, you know, a bunch of Cubans that were living in Miami hopped on their boats and went to go pick up their family in Cuba. And for those of you that don't know this as well, he basically used it as a disguise to get rid of anybody he didn't like in his country so he would force you like if you came on a boat to Cuba to pick up your family he would let you take your family but then he'd force you to take some of his prisoners from his jails maybe some people that were in a mental institution Fidel Castro was a racist he was a bigot he was a sexist misogynist he's, he's, he's the scum of the earth he didn't like people of color he didn't like LGBTQ, he didn't like people, you know, people with disabilities. He and he just basically used it as an excuse to get rid of whoever he didn't like from his country. So that's what he forced people to do when they showed up on their boats to pick up their family. You you would basically be forced to take a bunch of people you didn't know on your boat and off you went. So my mother was part of that mass exodus to Miami in nineteen eighty. And if anyone has ever seen Scarface in the beginning where they talk about the Mario boat lift in 1980 and how Tony Montana got to Miami, my mom got to Miami the same way he did. 
which is interesting because that's part of why I have such a personal connection to the Scarface film because Tony's story initially is very close to and near and dear to my heart as far as how he got here because of my that's how my mother got here. My mother came here at eight years old, terrified, with not, nobody but my grandfather and the clothes on her back, and you know she's she basically lived her life here and she she my mother speaks English. She came when she was really young. He was basically raised in this country. My father was his story. His story about leaving Cuba was a bit different. He was about 21 when he left. He left in 1988. He got fake passports along with my grandmother, my uncle, and my aunt. And they all escaped to Panama. They stayed about a month in Panama. And then they caught a bus to Mexico, crossed the border to Texas, where my aunt was waiting for them. And that's how he got here. Both of my parents have been here a long time. Uh, most of my family has immigrated from Cuba already. I still have some family members left back there. I've gone back there to visit my roots and my family's neighborhood and to see where they're from. It was really important to me to, to know where I'm from. and it was, it was a unique experience. I'm very connected in my Cuban roots. I was heavily raised you know, in the Cuban culture. My first language is Spanish. I was born and raised in Miami. And I... Um, that's the, my parents and my family I've had to witness my aunts my uncles my mother my father my grandparents I've had to witness all of them come to this country and start from with with literally nothing but the clothes on their back so witnessing all that and see my family build themselves up from nothing over and over and over again is part of why I'm so I'm so like willing to risk because I've seen so many people start with nothing and build a, a great life. And I know it can be done because I've seen it done many times. So in my head, I'm like, if, if I lose and it doesn't work out and I have to start over, it's okay. I know I can do it because I've seen it done again and again and again by my entire family. So that they're, they're a big motivation for me. My roots, my culture, my family. And they've, they had a big influence on me. Scarface specifically when I was a kid the reason I'm so inspired by Tony Montana and by Scarface is because as a kid I didn't have a lot of examples of successful Cubans who like became rich per se or had money and as a kid watching Scarface obviously I didn't know that Tony Montana wasn't a real person however just seeing you know even if it was a fictional Cuban go out there say he wanted to do something and get it was really inspiring one of the main things that really inspired me about Tony Montana is definitely his confidence he was very sure of himself very he knew very well what he wanted and he went after it with 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 no regret relentlessness and he just went after it he had this ambition this confidence this swagger about him that I really admired and it's something I want, I've wanted to emulate all my life. And it, it was the first bit of, of ta first taste of what being a confident individual, like my first vision of what a confident individual looked like. And it showed me the effects of what confidence can have in your life. If you're confident about who you are, confident in your ability, confident in what you can accomplish you know, and if you have some ambition and don't quit, you know, don't choose to 
to change your goals. Just this is what I want, no matter how big and how impossible it looks. I'm going to go after it with all I got. And if I give it all I got, it's going to be more than enough because I'm more than capable, you know. And that's that's a very important lesson that I learned from Scarface, among many others. You know, I, I also learned the bad things to avoid, which is funny because a lot of people don't understand how I get so much inspiration from a guy who was a murdering drug dealer. I have an innate skill to separate the good from the bad. And I learned a lot of good lessons from the movie. And I also learned from the bad. Biggest lesson is ego, right? Don't don't let your ego control you. Because in the end, his ego killed him, right? So he thought he was basically untouchable. And, you know, it just got out of control. So that's that's a big... Re- that's Scarface. That's a little nutshell of why Scarface is, is so inspiring to me and why he like Tony Montana is my muse it's uh I could I could talk about a whole episode about that so really my my whole goal with this podcast is I want to inspire other people I've I've accomplished a lot in my life for being at the you know God God bless me to be able to turn 30 last month my birthday is August 11th so a little over a month ago I just turned 30 and for someone my age, you know, there's people my age who are like billionaires, right? However, there's a lot of people my age who have nothing to show for it. And I've had a, I have a lot of life experience. I've been blessed to travel the world. I've been blessed to have accomplished many things. And I have been in situations where I had no advice, no one to guide me. And I kind of had to figure it out on my own again and again and again. And if I could give some sort of inspiration to someone who's trying to figure out their life and someone who's out there chasing a dream and just give them the little bit of of advice that they need to head in the right direction my life will I would have lived my life my life's purpose that's what I want to do with this podcast that's what I want to do with my writing and that's really that's just my goal and I'm committed I mean I'm sitting in front of a laptop with no computer like with no microphone no one around me. I'm sitting in the dark on a Friday night at 9.34 p.m. recording a podcast. Why? Because I'm committed. I'm committed to doing this. And I'm not attached to results. I don't care what it looks like. That's something I've had to learn over time is when you do something for the first time and when you're starting out something, it's going to look ugly. And it's got, you might look stupid. You might feel embarrassed because of how you look while you're doing it because you're not good at it. However, with time, if you keep at it and you practice, you're going to get better. So in spite of it being 9.34 p.m. on a Friday night, in spite of not even having a microphone and sitting by myself in a dark room, in spite of the dog barking in the background, and I'm sure you heard the car that passed by earlier, in spite of how ugly and maybe uncomfortable this, like, it just seems to make this episode I don't care I'm committed and I'm doing it and it's going to get better over time and I'm not attached to results what do I mean by I'm not attached to results I have had to learn to not be attached to how things look how results look a result is a result right results sometimes are out of your control what's in your control is taking the action and the more you take the action the better you get at it the better you get at it, 
the better the results will look. So I've detached myself from how results look completely. And I'm just going to go after results. Results are results. Most people don't get any results whatsoever. So small progress is progress. No matter how small it is. And I am progressing. Even recording this super uncomfortable episode, it's a step in the right direction. Why? Because it's another episode out there. It's another base hit. It's another swing of the bat. It's practice. It's another action I took. And it's a step in the right direction that's going to make me better. It's a learning experience at the end of the day. If you learn anything from me, just take the action in spite of what it looks like. Do it anyway. Go after it. Life is short, man. Go after what you want in life. Yeah, chances do what? You know, odds are against you that you might not get it done. Yeah, sure. Guess what? If you don't take the action at all, there's 0% chance that you'll get it done. At least there's some chance that you'll get it done if you take the action. And if you keep taking the action, there's more chances that you'll make it happen. So just keep trying. You never know. You lose nothing by trying. You lose everything by not trying. Give it a shot. Give it all you got. Keep at it. Keep practicing. And you'll get better with time. Mastery takes about 10,000 hours of doing something before you become a master. So keep that in mind. The, the reason your job is second nature because you've been, you know, your job is eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, 160 hours a month. You know what I mean? So it's like, of course, you're going to be good at it because you're doing this over and over and over again. You're literally dedicating 90,000 hours of your life, which is, if I'm not mistaken, about a third to maybe more of your life to work to your profession. That's what the average person uses that's the average amount of time in a person's life that they use for a profession or for work it's it's pretty insane so mastery comes after 10,000 hours you know most people just say a decade and I would agree 10 years of putting in the work in an industry in a profession in an art form whatever your dream is that's how you become a master you get paid in direct proportion to the value you bring to the marketplace. You need to increase your value in order to increase what you're getting paid for what you do. The reason you don't get paid the money you want to get paid for the service you provide is because your service isn't worth what you think it is. There has to be a reason for someone to give you money. There has to be a reason for someone to pay attention to your music. There has to be a reason why someone would want to buy your art. There has to be a reason why someone would want to tune into your podcast. There has to be a reason why someone would want to go on your Instagram page. It takes time to build value in the marketplace. And you get paid in direct proportion to the value that you bring to the marketplace. Increase your value, increase your income. It's that simple. If you are not making the money that you want to make, it's because people are not willing to pay the price that you're asking for because you are not providing the value that you are asking for. Provide the value. Get better. Practice. Perfect your product. Perfect your service. Perfect whatever it is that you're going after. Go after it with every fiber of your being. Yet You have to almost become obsessed with it. In becoming obsessed with it, it's going to become all you think about. You're going to work hard at it. You're going to be passionate about it. 
and it's going to become second nature over time eventually little by little this is what commitment looks like folks it's doing stuff in spite of how you feel about it and it's in spite of the circumstances in spite of whatever you may be feeling at that time in spite of whatever happens yesterday i recorded an awesome 30 minute podcast where I kicked ass and I left a great message and I explained everything exactly how I wanted to do it and I freestyled it. I didn't even have to write it down. Guess what? This computer that I'm recording on didn't record anything. So I basically had to scrap a 30-minute episode and start from scratch and record all over again today. Guess what? I did it anyway. You think I wanted to I wanted to record today? No. I was pissed. The episode came out perfect. I said everything I wanted to say. And it's as if it never existed because the computer didn't record it. So guess what? Start from scratch. You got to do it over. In spite of how I felt. I was pissed. I was irritated. I didn't want to deal with technology. Blah, blah, blah. But guess what? All that was irrelevant. I didn't have a podcast. So all that, all the, all the emotions and all that stuff was irrelevant. At the end of the day, I didn't have a podcast. So guess what? I had to put the big boy pants on. I had to grow up. And I had to do it again. That's what life is, ladies and gentlemen. Success, 90% of success is showing up. Most really successful people will tell you that. Most people make too much of, you know, it's it's these innate excuses of why they can't show up and why they can't make it. Those of us that make the time to make it, to show up in spite of what's going on in our lives, you're doing most of the work already. The rest is just perfecting your skill, whatever the skill may be. And again, all you have to do is take the action. You'll get better with time. Just do it as often as you can, every chance you get, every spare few minutes, spare few hours, whatever day you have off from work, the side hustle. I know exactly how you guys feel because I'm doing the same thing. You'll get better at it. Stay detached from results. It's not about the results. It's about taking the action. Because in the action is where the results will come from over time. Results take time. You know what doesn't take time? Taking the action. You can do that at any you can do that at will. Doesn't matter what we're talking about here. And you can do it every day. You literally control your destiny. Are you going to take the action? Are you going to do what you need to do? Most of you know exactly what you need to do, what steps you need to take to get one step closer to accomplishing a goal or a dream that you have. Whether it's call it's it's calling that person, setting up that meeting. It's, you know, whatever it is, you know exactly what you need to do. Now, what's keeping you from doing it? It's up to you. It could be the fear of failure. It could be the fear of success. I don't know. Take the action. Take a small action every day. One small one. There's a quote by Jim Rohn. I was listening to one of his audios this morning on the way to work, and it was so amazing. He said, Imagination supported by faith and Executed by labor is how miracles happen. I'm going to say it again. Imagination supported by faith and executed by labor is how miracles happen. What you want for your life that exists in your mind right now, supported by faith, blind faith that it's going to happen, and daily action is how you move mountains. It's how you make it happen. Take action in spite of what it looks like, in spite of what the odds are telling you. Keep it in your mind. 
at all times. If you have to look, look at a picture of, of whatever it is every day, look at it. I have a vision board. I'm a big fan of a vision board. I have all the things I want in my life in my room on a board. I look at them every day, multiple times a day when I get home and before I leave my house. They are on my mind all the time. I, I suggest you do the same thing. If you want to have a picture of something on your phone so you can look at it all the time, do it. It's going to be in your, whatever you become, whatever you think about the most. Have it in your face. Have it in your mind. Take the action. Don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about how it feels. Do it anyway. That's all I got for you guys today. I never asked for nothing, no. Still now I want it all. Yeah, yeah. Promise I'm a dude. Came from rags to riches. Yeah. Rags to riches. Came from rags to riches. Yeah. Rags to riches. Came from rags to riches. Rags to riches. Came from rags to riches. Rags to riches, yeah. If you're not chasing a dream, life is meaningless.